on a break. We were on a break. We were on a break. We really were on a break. Welcome into the They Were on a Break podcast. We are on season three, episode 10, the one where Rachel quits. We're your gal pals, Katie and Chloe. What up? I can't wait to talk about this episode because I feel like this is why we do the rewatch. <laughs> this is an episode I never watch. I hate it. I do. I hate it because I hate the fucking breaking her leg storyline. Really? I my That's funny because my takeaway was this episode is way better than I remember. I like the other parts of it, mm-hmm. but I just hate that part of it because I think that it's weird. I'm so excited to talk about it, though, because I have so much Girl Scout trauma to share. From oh, shit, I, really? From when I was a Girl Scout. Were you ever a Girl Scout? No, not at all. Ooh, oh, my God. I would... Oh, no, she's traumatized. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so one time, my girl, this is just one story, but I got plenty to go today. <laughs> but one time, my Girl Scout troop uh, went to this ranch for, like, okay. a ranch camp for, like, a weekend. Sounds like a nightmare. It was the late... You know what? Actually, no. I'm not going to tell you guys what the name of it was because it was a bad experience. But I was like... I think I was like maybe nine years old. We went... It was kind of fun. You know, like they did... You know, we did like some skits. We did like... Oh, we're going to like go clean up a stable and like take care of... There were llamas there. We took care of the llamas. Like fun stuff like that. But the people who ran it were not very nice. And oh, my God. I was out, like, looking at the animals, oh, like, me and one of my friends, and one of the ranchers came over. I'm scared. I'm scared. And they were like, hey, come here. So they, like, no. took me and my friend over to this one little, like, cage, and it was, like, a mama and, like, her newborn baby rabbits. Oh, how so cute. These, like, little tiny baby bunnies and their mom. And he was like... He was like, don't tell, like, all the other girls, because if this, like, if they swarm the cage, then, like, the mama might eat her babies. And I was like, okay, bet. No problem. I didn't say shit. My friend goes. Oh, shit. And tells everyone immediately. I'm just, I'm still standing there. I haven't even left to go to the other group. Then all of the girls come and like form a circle around this cage and the rancher like walks back up and looks me like dead in the face I'm like a nine-year-old and he goes oh I won't tell anyone except for the whole troop and he's so mad at me and I was like nine so I didn't know how to tell him like I didn't say anything right so for the rest of the weekend this guy hates me did the rabbit eat her babies? I did not ask. I don't know what happened. They were probably fine. It's not like we picked them up. We like were just looking at them. But I'll never oh forget God. that I never resolved that conflict with this grown man rancher who accused <laughs> The grown me. man rancher. And that's Holy I'll sprinkle shit. some more Girl Scout stories in there. <laughs> the episode but we're starting off with the worst one. Oh, there was also a talent show at my school every year 
that my Girl Scout troop would participate in. And one year, we all dressed up like Oompa Loompas from oh. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And we okay. learned the Augustus Gloop song and dance from the mm-hmm. Tim Burton remake. And uh, I can kill you, though, <laughs> because... <sighs> I get that song stuck in my head all the time, and I didn't have it in there, and now I do. No, don't do children be alarmed. Augustus will not be harmed. God damn it. Okay, the first Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is way better than the Tim Burton one. But But it's like a different experience. The songs in the Tim Burton one, though, they slap. They go hard. See, for me, that's one of those things where I feel like let's not compare them. They're like different movies. You know what I mean? They're completely different movies in a way. It's like this one was made a long time ago. This one is made now, not now, but then. I mean, still you know a long what time I mean? ago by now, but in our lifetime. Yes, but that's what I mean. Like, they're not, this isn't part one and then the sequel. This is a completely different telling of the story. So Come shut on. up and enjoy it. Come on, you have a preference. No, I mean, no. I'll watch either one that's on. Okay, okay, fair. I think I think the Gene Wilder one is fun. Well, it's but... incredible. I mean, it's it's the OG. It's like the best, but I don't feel like there needs to be a comparison with them because this isn't Sex in the City 1 and Sex in the City 2. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is like different they're one of them is Charlie in the Chocolate Factory and the other one is named something completely Willy different. Wonka. Exactly. It's from like a different perspective. It's a whole different. Is, I didn't know you were so protective over the Chocolate Factory franchise, Katie. That's the thing, though. I'm not protect. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm not protective of it at all. I just think it's so silly that we're comparing the two like they were made to be together when mm-hmm. they're just completely separate movies. We've gone down the Willy Wonka rabbit hole. You know, I'm surprised yeah. it took us this long. Really. Honestly, yeah. You didn't realize that I had such opinions about both of the films. <laughs> but yet, here I am. I'm full of surprise. Oh, you know what? Let me tell a story that you really are going to enjoy. Oh, that has wait. to do with Willy Wonka. So, it's Halloween and I get invited to my first Halloween, like, party mm-hmm. in the eighth grade. And I'm really excited. Uh, that year was the year that Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory had come out again, I believe. Nice. Um, and I was like, I'm going to be Willy Wonka. I'm going to go all out. I got, like, a small wig, the hat. I had the bug glasses. Full getup. I can picture this so vividly, actually. So excited I was. So excited I was to get to this party. I show up to the party. Nobody told me that you dress really cute. And I was just like standing there in my Willy Wonka fucking outfit. And everybody was like a devil and an angel and like a cat and like all this shit. And I was just standing there with my bug-eyed glasses on and my Willy Wonka wig. And I literally was like, I should go home. I should go home. I'm so embarrassed. And I had really short hair at the time. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't even take my wig off. So I eventually took my glasses and my hat off. But I was just walking around in my Willy Wonka wig. <laughs> and like a tank top oh at this God. party. I love I was that. so embarrassed. I was mortified. My sister 
loves that story. It makes her eyes water. She gets so uncomfortable. I, I'm going to tell her today that I told the story on the podcast. I, she loves that story so much. I need the photographic evidence. I there need... isn't any, and I want to <laughs> die. I have asked my mom. I'm like, Mom, do you have any? They burned them. Yeah, I'm like, do you have any photos of me as Willy Wonka? Because I need it so bad in my life. And I remember it all so much. The glasses. I loved those glasses, too. Had like a strap that went on the back of my head. When I did my costumes, I really went full out. So I, just imagine the best small Willy Wonka you've ever seen. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever once looked cute on Halloween. Mm, I love that for you. I go for the I fun really like that. over the cute. Do you know, have you ever seen the Animaniacs? Nope. This is a cartoon. It was on Kids WB when I was growing up. They're like these weird like I know what they are like creatures yeah yes so my freshman year of college we got invited to a frat party oh and for Halloween and I dressed up like wacko warner oh my god the little one with the blue turtleneck and the red hat and I had a tail and everything I was so (sighs) proud of this costume and we went to the frat party, and of course, everyone looked hot and mm-hmm. great. And mm-hmm. I thought, this was me being a little pick-me girl at the time, I thought that I was going to go in, and someone was going to be like, wow, that's someone with a sense of humor and personality. They're the hottest one here, because oh it's God. what's inside that counts. And Chloe. nobody Chloe. looked at me. Chloe, <laughs> stop it. I'm so uncomfortable. It's like I'm watching The Office. <laughs> this is what went through my head. I did have a pick-me-girl era. I'm not no, ashamed. No, I don't want to hear it. I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> because I thought my soulmate is also going to love Animaniacs. And so I'm going to walk in and a guy is going to be like, sick wacko warner costume (laughs) and i'm gonna be like thanks i made the tail out of socks that i thrifted from savers and then he was gonna be like whoa that's really cool i love your personality and sense of humor marry me my god my god you get better and better every time i learn more about you (laughs) or more embarrassing (laughs) I just, I love everything that exits your mouth. I swear to God. From TikToks to live conversations, it's all great. I would have loved if we had gone into that Halloween frat party, me as the Animaniac, and you in your Willy Wonka costume. We would have hung out. We would have hung out. We would have seen each other from across the room and been like, that's someone with a good personality and a sense of We're going to become friends right now, (laughs) yes. Yeah, no, that would have definitely happened. But I also think that by that time I probably, well, I don't know, like at 19, I think I was in hair school. So, and I didn't really do much. I just vibed, Mm -hmm. you know? I've never really been a party person. or And like I love Halloween, but I love just like, dressing up and then like going to a house and handing out candy like I don't want to like go and party especially like in Los Angeles like Halloween night you think I'm gonna buy a $90 Uber (laughs) you're wrong 
you're wrong. So that's what I'm not going to fucking do. The best thing is to go to the store, get a shit ton of candy for yourself and for the trick-or-treaters, and then just sit at home in costume and watch scary movies. Mm -mm, Not scary. I'll watch, like, Disney's Ichabod. Crane will throw on some some Casper and I'll sob. I will sob at that movie. It is so sad and sweet and I just love it. I love it. So do you, have you watched Casper? Uh, when I was a a young kid, but I haven't as an adult. This year, you're going to put it on and you're going to love it. Promise me. Okay. I could do that. It sounds like a movie I would enjoy. Think about me during the breakfast scene because I used to love it as a child when the ghosts are making them breakfast. I just love it so, so much. We've been talking so, yeah. a lot about different holidays on this podcast. We're nearing- And it's not even the holiday that we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be talking about yeah. Christmas with these damn Christmas trees. And yet we are just absolutely vibing on Halloween. I know. Well, it was the Willy Wonka. You know, we just got on a little tangent. But yes, friends, we do enjoy it. And we do talk about it. Well, and it is on this podcast. Last week was Thanksgiving. And this yes. week is Christmas, kind Merry of. Christmas. Like, they have a Christmas tree storyline. Yeah. And there's a Christmas tree inside a central perk. So we have that. Yeah, it's their Christmas-adjacent episode, really. Yes. Um, Which, something that I thought was interesting is this is a Christmas episode where Rachel quits, and we will later get a Christmas episode where Chandler quits his job in, like, season eight. Oh, yes. So, a lot of quitting around the holidays. That's a wild storyline. This episode was written by Greg Mullins and Michael Curtis, directed by Terry Hughes, and it originally aired on December 12th, 1996. I'm going to give a synopsis because I realized that we never give a synopsis at the beginning of the episode, and it might be nice to do that. Rachel needs to be retrained, and Chandler can believe it. She's like, can you believe this? He absolutely can. She's a terrible waitress. Um, And she realizes she doesn't care about the job, so she quits. Joey sells Christmas trees and Ross breaks the leg of a little brown bird Girl Scout and has to sell cookies for her. That's, I hate it. It's so annoying. That's what we're in for today. Which one do you want to talk about first? Um, well, we'll start with Ross demonstrating a backhand slap and knocking this little girl down the stairs. <laughs> Where yeah, she breaks her leg, which honestly, that's a really fucking dramatic event. Holy shit. Well, uh, apparently Matthew Perry was a top ranked junior tennis player. Nice. Just a little fun fact just I found on thing. the interwebs. Just a, li- just a, a sprinkling. Just a little I'm something actually, for you. I actually am glad that you mentioned that because I could not remember why Ross was demonstrating this. So it was for tennis? They were playing yes. tennis? Okay. Yeah, I think so. That makes sense. Um, this is fucked. <laughs> that makes sense with his tennis racket. It. Uh, I didn't even notice. I was like, why the fuck are they doing this? Like, he's just karate chopping the air like Max and it's so <laughs> sunny. Oh my god. I don't know why I didn't catch that, but I, thank right. you. I'm glad you said that. You're welcome. I'm right. I'm here for you, babe. Uh, and this brown bird scout, who is obviously supposed to be a girl scout, uh, mm-hmm. falls and break her le- breaks her leg. That is fucked. Uh, it's fucked up. <laughs> also, how are you going to fall? They were only halfway. You're not going to break your leg falling. To- Shut up. I don't know. Have you ever fallen down the stairs? It it really hurts. I mean, but like, wouldn't an arm make more sense? 
I think it depends. Like, if you if you smack your leg against like the railing or something, because let me tell I'm you, faint. I have. I no, have... don't tell me. Don't tell me any stories about breaking bones, girl. I will faint. I, didn't I will break pass a bone. out. I didn't break a bone. I did fall down a spiral staircase once, which was really funny. I'm assuming <laughs> because the spiral makes it really hilarious. And like halfway through the fall, I stopped myself and I went, "Whoo!" And then I kept falling. No! Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, I'm glad that's over. Whoa! <laughs> and I twisted the shit out of my ankle, so it is Jesus, possible. okay. Well, you know what? Fuck me then. <laughs> Continue on. Who is this little girl that played this? Uh, this was Mae Whitman, who you might know from Arrested Development, Perks of Being a Wallflower, The Duff, Parenthood, Good Girls. She's been in all kinds of things. Most notably, uh, Anne from Arrested Development, a.k.a. Her, which is uh, George Michael's girlfriend, if you have seen that show. Uh, I've seen some of it, but I can't place oh, who she is in she's it. She's but... incredible in that show. And I thought she was great in this show, too. I thought she did an excellent job. Um, the next scene, we're at Central Perk, and Gunther has to retrain Rachel for her waitressing job. Uh, mm-hmm. She doesn't even know where the trains go. No. In the tray spot. She thought it was a club. <laughs> she's just realizing that she's a terrible waitress. I feel like I'm I'm kind of glad that they didn't lean too hard into Gunther's crush in this episode. Oh. It's mentioned, but it would have been really creepy if they Oh like... no no. I wrote down here um the way that Gunther acts towards her is how murderers act before they kill someone. <laughs> She, like, says, like, okay, I'm gonna, like, bye. And he's like, goodbye, sweetheart. It's like, what the fuck? Like, that's like a stalker type shit. It's really creepy. I feel like, though, if this were, like, Ross, he'd be, like, sniffing her hair. He'd be, like... It's got a coconutty smell. He'd, like, put her hand, his hand on her shoulder. Oh, ooh, ah. Like, there was no... There was no crossing of the lines. I think it's funny that no, you No, but I... it's fucking creepy. I I think it's creepy. So I don't know. I did literally write that down. This is interesting that we both had like two completely different interpretations of this episode. I'm yeah. I'm excited for us to have completely different opinions on everything today. We do today. I'm also bitchy as fuck because I'm PMSing. So bear with me, everybody. Now, uh, we also find out that Joey is working at selling Christmas trees, which Phoebe mm-hmm. is morally against, uh, until Joey convinces her that it is a tree's life purpose to be sold and decorated. We have a, which I love. We have a lot of capitalism in today's episode. They're selling yes. trees. They're selling cookies. Yep. Uh, again, we've got a, a nice little quirky Phoebe storyline. Mm-hmm. That's what I wrote down as well. Like, of course, we got to get that Phoebe weirdness in there. Which, this is kind of a weak storyline for me. This was the weakest of the, the storylines we have in this episode. And I was a little disappointed in that, considering that it is a Joey-Phoebe pairing, which is mm. usually spectacular. Um, I loved it. So I gotta say, a little... <laughs> no. Little, no, I think it's great. Not, not that great. Not that great. No, it's cute. There's cute jokes in it. We get the cute Phoebe moments. We see Joey's doing a Christmas job, because he's always doing weird Christmas jobs, it mm-hmm. seems, whether he's selling trees or working for Santa. 
No. I and think, then the way that they resolve it is so cute too. I think the Christmas tree storyline in this episode is the reason that I never rewatch it because it's in the description. It says like Joey sells Christmas trees. And then when I read that, I go, ah, this episode. And then I skip it. And I forget about the cool brown bird storyline that I ended up really enjoying. See, and I watch it and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this episode in a while. And then I see that he's about to break her leg and I skip the episode. <laughs> well, let's talk But I about... loved the Christmas tree moment in it. I loved it. Well, let's talk about Ross talking to this little girl, Sarah, uh, alone mm-hmm. in her bedroom with no it's other adults something. present. It's um, really interesting. Not surprising since her dad also let her sell her cookies door to door unsupervised. Also that, yes. We also find out throughout this episode that she uh, loves space. She wants to go to space camp. Her mm-hmm. dad loves the slots and is gambling away her college fund. They can't afford mm-hmm. a TV. I, I loved the way that the information was unspooled in this scene. Let me tell you, though, here's how we avoid the entire storyline altogether. Mm-hmm. She's in bed, right? She's broken her leg, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're talking, talking, talking. She's like, I don't have a TV. Ross could have bought them a television and then not sold any cookies. It is so weird. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be allowed. <laughs> what? No, like, it doesn't make any sense. Make the storyline make sense. Buy the girl a television. You're going to take her to fake space camp? Get the fucking small girl a TV. Okay, but this was at the time where televisions were, like, incredibly expensive. They were, like, $1,000. TVs He's now a paleontologist. are, like, $200. He can afford it. It's fine. Well, you know what? I actually did some calculations, I got out my calculator, I went to inflation.com, whatever. I calculated all of the money that they're discussing in this scene. So Ross figures out she wants to sell the cookies because she wants to earn her space camp trip. Because the girl who sells the most will get to go to space camp. Calculation time. The cookies are $5 a box. I'm dead. It literally says all of this on IMDb. In 19- like it literally says you didn't even need no. to do any of the calculations. It's on it. You let me, let me have go my to moment. It. I, <laughs> let me I go to it. brought out my calculator. This in 1990, 1996, $5 is equivalent to $9 today. $8.72. <laughs> Round it up. Okay. She still needs to sell 400 boxes. So it would have been $2,000 for Ross to buy those extra boxes from her. Or $3,633 today. So what you're saying is it would have been less expensive to buy her a television. Yes. But she wants Space Camp. Which, Space Camp, today, for one week of Space Camp, if you wanted to send your child there in 2022, it would cost... $1,499 for one week of space camp. I could not find exactly how much it was to send someone to space camp in 1996, but I just, I just converted it. It would have been about $825 in 1996. So then maybe space camp would have been cheaper if the TVs were $1,000. Absolutely. He could have. So he should have just sent her to space camp. 
He could have. And he because trying to sell Girl Scout cookies as an adult is weird and shouldn't have happened. Yes, understandably, people are very creeped out by a grown man selling Girl Scout cookies door to door. Although, I think, like, when I was in Girl Scouts, my dad used to take uh, my Girl Scout cookie sheet and he would take it into his office that's fine. That's not going door to door and using the whistle and then going and sitting in the meeting with the other girls. This felt like a Nick Miller from New Girl storyline to me. I it really would, did. I would yes. love to see Nick Miller do this storyline. Absolutely. I 100% agree. That is a great, great thing to say. And I love it. Now, this got me thinking about how much I despise the concept of school fundraisers. Did you ever do school fundraisers? Where you go to this assembly and they yes. get these people to come to your school and they're like doing yo-yos and like on their moon shoes and they're like sticky hands. If you guys sell like $12,000 worth of products, then you get a pizza party. And the it's ones just that child we, labor. The ones that we would do were for wrapping paper mm-hmm. and for magazines. We had some that wrapping paper. We had some magazines. We had like chocolates. We had. But let me tell you, I loved those assemblies and I loved getting the catalog of all of the wrapping paper. Mm-hmm. Oh, I looked through that shit every day. I loved it. I was like, <laughs> look at all this beautiful wrapping paper. I'd make my mom buy wrapping paper just so we could have it because I loved it. Mm-hmm. Didn't really care about any of the selling stuff, but I did love the wrapping paper. I hate asking people mm-hmm. for money. I mm-hmm. didn't like having to sell. I think it's disgusting that they make children do this. I think it's abhorrent that they are literally, this is literal child labor. Mm-hmm. These kids are mm-hmm. not getting paid. They're getting paid in maybe a pizza party if they sell an astronomical amount. They're getting paid in maybe a pen. This is really preparing children for late stage capitalism because you are working so hard to make money to get nothing. for the people at the top who are sitting mm-hmm. on their asses who are doing literally nothing to sell shitty products that nobody wants. People are, you sending children to harass their family and friends to make You're them- You're so upset, I love purchase. it. I'm, this is my Willy Wonka. I am fired up about this. And for what? I'm watching her for grip what? the wall and move those, her arm around like kids, you've been wronged. Those kids don't get shit. You know what was good about Girl Scout cookies? when I sold Girl Scout cookies, is that the troop actually gets to do shit with the money. Girl Scout cookies are the one exception to how terrible fundraisers are because they're a good product. People fucking want them. (laughs) Can't get over it. I love that upset. This is great. We got to do shit with the money. If you want to make children sell shit... Follow the Girl Scout method. Don't make them sell shitty magazines door to door. Or, oh, we had to do Carl's Jr. coupon books. No. (laughs) Who the fuck wants that? Who goes to Carl's Jr. enough to spend $20 on a coupon book to get a free famous star with cheese? I had to do this. This PSA has been brought to you by the Child Labor Services Laws. If you have anything to say, please call 1-800. (laughs) 
Damn it. <laughs> we did do some cool stuff with our Girl Scout troop money, though. We got to go to SeaWorld. <laughs> See the captive whales. We did like an overnight at SeaWorld. I mean, that does sound pretty dope. We slept in the beluga whale room, everyone. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of more selling, uh, Joey is at the Christmas tree farm and... Uh, He's selling the trees, and Phoebe gets there just in time to witness the euthanization of a Christmas tree that nobody wants, and she is horrified. I love it, because I get it. When I was watching it, I was like, it's sad. That it's a tree? I was like, these poor trees, (laughs) they didn't get to fulfill their destiny because they're dying already. Just thrown into a wood chipper. They get the chipper. (laughs) I do love her line of, like, the chipper. I don't think that's uh, as happy as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> what was interesting to me was how long Rachel wore her green shirt in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, they made it seem like it was the longest day on the planet because she opens <laughs> in the green shirt. And then we go to the Christmas tree lot. We break that girl's leg and then go to her house at nighttime and then we go back to, like, is she working a 16-hour shift? What is going on? I was also confused on the timeline because you're right. I don't think she, like, really changes her clothes in this episode. And I don't know if they thought, like, oh, just record all of the um, coffee house scenes in the shirt because mm-hmm. maybe they didn't know how they were going to edit it. But it was really, I was like, damn, she's working a double today. <laughs> Well, Chandler and Joey are convincing Rachel to quit because, mm-hmm. you know, she's getting retrained for a job that she hates. She wants to be able to focus on finding, like, a dream job, you know? So they're yes. like, you gotta, if you have this job, you won't have the fear that propels you to get the job that you really want. And so she gives a great Let me speech. tell you, though, everybody, do not quit your job. Until you have something else lined up. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> oh my god, I agree. I I just went through this. I just went through four months of unemployment, of job hunting. I was losing my mind. Uh, I never want to do it again. It was horrible. And you don't always have Joey's dad to get you an interview at Fortuna Fashion or whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just not a good plan. You gotta, you gotta have a little something lined up. I'm not mad at you for finding something else and then putting in your two weeks when you know you've got it, you know, but let's not do the have the fear thing because yeah, it sometimes doesn't always work out the way that you think it does because I have done it too. I walked on a job and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'll just find something else. Yep. I can find it in two weeks. No, no, sweetie. I could not. I could not. Yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's not fun. No. It's not fun. I do love, so, love her great speech. I love that she leaves in a huff. This episode really made me realize that I don't think I give Rachel enough credit, uh, because this is really the beginning of her, like, coming into her own. And just to see, like, this is season three. Mm-hmm. To see where she ends up in season 10 where she's getting Parisian job offers. Yep. Like, it's just amazing. In seven years, like, she really does develop a lot as a character. 
And I also think that, like, what I'm really enjoying about watching this back, because they say that, you know, she's 28 in this episode. I'm 27. You're 29. Like, we're right at that age. And I feel like this is actually so relatable. Because I think you do go... You do go through that phase in your 20s where you're just like working jobs that suck, that you hate, mm-hmm. just because you need the money, you know? Yeah. And you're like slowly trying to build to something, and it's really, really difficult to get out. It's mm-hmm. so difficult to actually like find a way to line up something that you love. It's a slow, slow burn. Yep. Um. So I love that we get to see that through Rachel's character. I love Rachel. I know. You've always loved Rachel. I like Rachel, but I also, I hate on her sometimes. She gets on my nerves a little bit. I love her. I mean, she can be annoying, but. But I have a lot of respect for her her in this storyline. Now, we also have this scene that's just an excuse for Ross to say the names of cookies that are supposed to be funny, but aren't like Hanukkah Minorios. Ha ha. Uh, Monica reveals that she gained all of her weight as a child when she sold the cookies as a Girl Scout and ate all of them. I I am so happy. I thank God that this episode did not end with Monica in a fat suit in sweatpants. Mm-hmm. That is good that the, we, we waited, I guess, the to 90s, see that. The 90s had some self-restraint in them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because oh, I but was, we're going to have her brother sell them to her like drugs. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Amazing. I was really like, wow, they could have... They could have really uh, ended this with, like, the joke of, like, she ate so many cookies and now she's fat again. And God, I'm happy that they didn't. <laughs> Um, I do love this bit where we were at the purple apartment and Ross reveals that he had success at selling a bunch of cookies because he targeted colleges and places where people were getting high. And now mm-hmm. they call him Cookie Dude. I liked that, though. I absolutely loved that. It was great. Remember, like, here when Girl Scout Cookie started standing out of dispensaries? No! Oh, well, that was a thing. Like, what? once weed became legal and there was dispensaries, there were Girl Scout cookies and their moms. And they would, and I'm sorry, Girl Scouts. I called them Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Girl Scouts and their moms, and they would go stand outside. And I it, I did it many times. I literally would go in, buy weed, and come out, and oh, then buy a box of Girl Scout cookies. fantastic. It really is. It's incredible, incredible marketing on their part. It really is. You know, I spent many, many a spring... Dressed as a Girl Scout cookie. I almost said cookie, too. (laughs) We're used to saying Girl Scout cookie. (laughs) We're not used to just saying Girl Scouts. Even in weed, I'm used to saying Girl Scout cookies because it's a strain. (laughs) Does it taste like Thin Mints? Mm, No, but there is a strain called Thick Mint Cookie, and it's from Cannabiotics, and on the um, actual like packaging they have a box that's like thin mints but it's a thick like silhouette of like a hot girl (laughs) like it's like and it's like thick mint cookies it's incredible i love it what is your favorite girl scout cookie um prop well i like the thin thin mint thick mint no thin mint they're called thin mints no thick mint is the strain um I like those, but then I also, and I don't know if they make them anymore. They were like round and had like chocolate drizzled over them and they were like nutty almost Coconuts? or something. 
Something like that. Yes. They when I was growing up, they were called uh Samoas, which Yes. I, yes, they changed the name to Caramel Delights. Do they still have the coconut in them? Yeah, they're the same cookies. Oh, okay. Same exact then cookie. I need to get those. When are did we pass the Girl Scout cookies maybe. season already? I believe Girl Scout cookie season is in the spring, or at least oh. it was when I was a Girl Scout. Love can you those. get them online? I love tagalongs. Those are the peanut butter chocolate ones. You cannot. You can only get them like through Girl Scouts. Like, Why do they do this to us? Why aren't there many like seasons? They should have a spring and fall because like I can stock up in spring and go through summer with them. But then once fall comes anymore. along, I need more. Like they can't bring something into my life that I love and then only give it to me in one time. That's it, really fucking rude. it drives the sales because, like, people are waiting. So they're going to stock up on, like, ten boxes to get them through the year until next but spring. don't you think that they could do even more? Because I'd buy ten boxes in the spring to get me through summer and then buy ten boxes to get me to the next spring. I, I don't know, man. This is. I guess they can't have uh, children working around the clock. <laughs> Ooh, I, I pulled it. up the, the Girl Scout cookie website if you'd like to hear some of their options. Do they? Can I buy them now? Uh, no. <laughs> God damn it! But let me just let me just tantalize you for a second. Okay, fine. We have the raspberry rallies. These are thin, crispy cookies infused with raspberry flavor, dipped in chocolate. I'm going to kill you. Adventurefuls, an indulgent brownie-inspired cookie topped with caramel-flavored cream and a hint of sea salt. Caramel chocolate chip, boring! (laughs) (laughs) Skipping that one. (laughs) Caramel delights, that's what we were talking about. Dosey doughs, a peanut butter sandwich oatmeal cookie. I remember those. Those were good. The lemonades. We, they used to have a lemon cookie that was like, it was shaped like a lemon and it had powdered yes. sugar on the outside. Yep. And I'm not seeing that. They got rid of nope. that one. They did, Trefoils, I guess. Trefoils, iconic, just shortbread. Yes. They have like a version of that that has um, like s'mores. It, it, it's like kind of like that, but it has chocolate and marshmallow. They got one called Lemons Up. They got two lemon cookies. Crispy lemon they... cookies baked with inspiring messages. This one that they pictured says, I'm a leader. Fuck off. This is not a tampon <laughs> box. I don't need that on my cookies. <laughs> it's not a tampon box. They got the peanut butter patties, the tagalongs, you know. Mm-hmm. Toast yay. Toast shaped cookies. Full of French toast flavor and dipped in icing. This sounds like a, a cinnamon toast crunch kind of thing. I don't know that I want that, though. Like, yeah. I I don't, but. Toffee-tastic looks straight up nasty. I'm not going to lie. Some of these names make me really mad. I don't know how to explain it, but this looks like genitalia that's been infected with, like, mm-hmm. some kind of STI. It definitely does. Also, Toffee-tastic. I'm mad at that name. It's It makes me angry for no good reason. Why not just Toff-tastic? That's way better. Toffee-tastic. Like, no. Toffee-tasty-tastic. No, shut up. And then Stop course, it with that. Of course, they got the classic Thin Mints. There you guys go. Now, think about those for the rest of the year until you can get your Girl Scout cookies. Oh, my God. 
Um, I do hate this joke where, the you know, we've established that Monica is now obsessed with the cookies. I hate it, too. I hate it, too. I wrote it down. And Joey comes in and he goes, oh, we got some snow in a can. Monica, want me to give your windows a Christmas looky? Christmas, Christmas cookie? cookie? Shut up. Sh- literally shut up. What a fucking stretch. Christmas And also, cookie. it's not a Christmas cookie. Also, why is she selling cookies during Christmas if it's fucking in spring? Well, she is saying, she's saying that she thought he said Christmas cookie, and he said Christmas looky. So the joke is, oh, I got cookies on the brain because I used uh, to be fat. Uh, 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 but uh. Also, who, who says, says Christmas, Christmas looky? looky? <laughs> that was my thing. Who the fuck is like, oh, you know what I love? I love when it's all Christmas looky. What the fuck is that? God. Stop it. I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, we should talk about Phoebe at the the tree farm trying to convince people to buy the, like, nasty brown trees. Does Phoebe not have a job? She seems to have a little bit of free time on her hands. She has a lot of time to go down to Joey's work and harass him every day about Christmas trees. Which, that is true. by the way... She should be on his side because isn't he helping the trees fulfill their Christmas destiny? Like I think she's too distraught over the chipper I, to be able to even see the the Christmas trees. Because she's like, well, they're all taken care of, but what about these motherfuckers? I wrote in my notes, God, Phoebe is the worst character in the first few seasons. <laughs> I don't think so. You're saying a lot of things that I don't like. I love Phoebe. I'm not trying to hate on her. You're telling me you don't like Phoebe. Love- You're telling me I can't get cookies. I just, I don't know what to do. I'm saying that I like Phoebe, but objectively to me, in the first few seasons, she's the most underdeveloped of all the characters. They give okay. her the worst storylines. I like, could agree with these in things, the yes. the first few seasons, I think she's like kind of just there. I think she's like the worst character because they don't properly utilize her. But... Fair. I love her personality, and I love in the later seasons when they, like, actually develop her more. Okay. You know what? That's okay. That's okay. Yes. <laughs> I agree with that. All right. We're back to we're back to schedule now. Now, Ross is at the brown bird meeting. A grown man sitting there in a meeting in a circle of little girls. Again, no one has a problem with this. No. Uh, because I guess they saw the giant silver buttons on his green corduroy jacket And they realized that he, you know, they just couldn't perceive him as being a sexual being in any way. So they were like, this guy's not a predator. He's fine. Um, It's all going to be good. It's all going to be good. The little girl who he sits next to, who calls him a scrud, is played by Kyla Pratt, who will later go on to voice Penny in The Proud Family. Oh, very fun. I love to hear it. I thought was great because that is incredible. Loved the Proud Family growing up, and that show still holds up. You and me will always be fun, family every single day and night. I really loved that show so much. Yeah, didn't they reboot it? They did. I think with like the same cast and everything. Although I think it's on Paramount Plus, so I have not watched it. They also rebooted uh, the Rugrats in like I don't want to talk about that weird 3D animation style. It's so crazy 3D animated. I mean, they use the original voices, which I love, but what the fuck is that shit? It's so scary. Stop that. Yeah, I don't I don't need that in my life. 
That's no, no, no. Thing. I was at a hotel and it was on and I was like... <laughs> The animation was already a little bit nightmare fuel uh, at the beginning of the Rugrats. I was such a big Rugrats fan. Mm. Like, I cannot even tell you what a huge Rugrats fan I was. And I am now. But And I even loved the All Grown Up series. Like, they kind of lost me there, but they also had me. I really want to shout it out. All Grown Up. I want the world to know. (laughs) Wow. I really forgot about that theme song. Did you ever watch... um, my Teenage Robot? Yes, my life is Oh robot. my god, I've never had anybody say that they have watched it. I loved, I that, loved show. that show. It was Incredible. Great. Oh, so good. Anyway. Fantastic. <laughs> now I was like, wait, I don't we're friends. And then I'm like, I'm all on 90s shows. Ross sold 872 boxes. Which is $4,360 worth of boxes adjusted for inflation. $7,919 worth. Um, but he lost to a 19-year-old in a Girl Scout uniform. So mm. all of that was for mm-hmm. nothing. Well, damn. Uh, I what do, a terrible storyline. <laughs> I do uh, love the scene where she goes to Chandler and Joey's apartment and they Alone. they put on the space camp for her and I wrote Sarah's dad is once again okay with her going to a grown man's apartment to play with three 30-year-old men. Yep. No one has a problem with this. Apparently not. Uh, which in a way it's kind of nice, you know, to have some innocence in the friends universe. This is a place where pedophilia doesn't exist. You know? I guess. So what a utopia uh, where children can have grown 30-year-old men uh, as their their best friends. And they'll spin them around in a chair. And it's great. Yes. Also, Joey and Chandler gave up an entire day of work to do this for her. So, mm-hmm. cool. Good or maybe them. it's at nighttime. Even better. Even Yeah, even better. Just even safer. Meet us after dinner, you know? Yeah, me, come on over at 8. Now, uh, Rachel went on an interview. It sucked. I love this this Ross line where he's like, hey, you're going to go on a thousand interviews before you get a job. That's terrible. It's terrible, but it's so true. And also, I was thinking, my God, how difficult must it have been back before everything was digital where you had to literally mail out resumes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that does sound rough. Yeah, it does. Ugh. Awful. Don't envy her at all. <laughs> I've still I'm having flashbacks from the past couple of months when I was unemployed, so this really hit home for me. Got you. Uh now we are at the purple apartment and Monica and Joey have surprised Phoebe by buying all of the old dead Christmas trees. Uh and have lined them it. up along the purple apartment. Now we talked about the bad ADR last week. This had arguably worse ADR. Did it? There's this moment where they walk in and Phoebe goes, you saved them. And it's obvious ADR. And it's so fast that they start playing the audio clip before they've cut away from her face. And she's obviously not even saying it. Great. Okay. Well, there was a part when at the beginning when Ross was talking to the little girl when she just broke her leg that it didn't sync up for me. Mm Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe it was just HBO Max. Oh, interesting. I did not. But I don't know if like they were having issues or what. But if you didn't notice it, then it could have just been mine. But continue. 
Um, I did actually think this was a really sweet ending because, you know, the holidays are hard for Phoebe. In a way, I guess she's supposed to feel like she's one of the unwanted Christmas trees. Mm, um, okay. And I was actually very surprised that Monica was okay with getting the pine needles all over her apartment. Well, she a- loves to clean, so maybe it gives her something to do. <laughs> what a Christmas sacrifice. Yeah, right? Um, and finally, we get this amazing joke that I love, where it's Rachel's last day at the coffee house, and she's, you know, giving this whole goodbye speech, which also a little embarrassing that someone really weird a speech like this. Like I've what? Worked in many restaurants, and it would be so weird. If one of my coworkers, like, it was their last day and they stood up on a table and they were like, attention, Olive Garden, this is the last unlimited soup salad and breadstick meal I will be serving in my life. Everyone would be like, shut the fuck up. It's so funny. But I do love this joke where she goes, I will never have to make coffee again. And then you cut to her making coffee for her new boss because, of course, you know, she got a job in fashion, but she's got to start at the bottom. Yep. Oh, man. And he's like, you know, this is where some people go wrong. They only use their coffee filters once. (laughs) Ew. I I love it. I thought that is so fucking true. So true. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I thought it was just a a fantastic way to end. I love the the Rachel quitting storyline. I think yeah. this is a great episode for her. Um, I I really love that we see the progression of her career throughout the rest. I of the do seasons. too. Yeah, I really, really do. She, you're right. She does really grow a lot. Yeah. So I think this is like you know the the beginning, the very beginning, and next week she's gonna have an even bigger career bump because guess who we meet in the one where Chandler can't remember which sister? Mark. Marky Mark. No. And then we get to meet uh, Joanne and it's going to be fantastic. Who the fuck is Joanne? Joanna, her boss. Oh, yes. Incredible stuff. Okay, yes. I'm like, who the fuck is, is, I was like, is that the Xerox girl's name? (laughs) Her own personal Miranda Priestley. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Um, what were your titles for this episode, Katie? I've got the one with the cookie dude. Nice. I have the one with the Christmas trees and the one with the nougat deficiency. Because I loved when Ross said that his doctor told him that he has to eat a lot of cookies because <laughs> of his nougat deficiency. I love that. <laughs> That's pretty great. What were yours? Um, I also had the one with Cookie Dude. Love it. Oh my god. Love that joke. Love that. I have the one with Rachel's job hunt. Mm-hmm. The one with the Christmas tree crisis. Oh my god, I love that more than mine. <laughs> and then my last one, this is for my fellow Arrested Development fans. Mm. The one with her. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Mm-hmm. I also have the one with the fear. Oh, I do love that. The one with the I have that one as well. Yes. Because they're like, the only way you're going to get a new job is if you push yourself and you quit and you have the fear. No, they're wrong. Don't ever do that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I can't wait for next week's episode because next week's episode is like 
one of my comfort episodes. Really? It was the first episode I ever saw all the way through. Oh my God. Friends. I love that. And it has a special place in my heart. So I can't wait to get to the one where Chandler can't remember which sister. Very exciting stuff. If you guys like what you heard today and you want to come back, feel free to add us to your little library on Spotify Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get these podcasts. Just uh, leave us a a nice little review, a five-star rating, share the podcast, follow us on social media. Yes. Where can people find you, Katie? You can find me everywhere at Little Baby Kate's. Where can everybody find you? You guys can find me on TikTok. 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 That's where I'm at. It's at Cuckoo for Cloco Puffs. Find me at TikTok and Instagram. Uh, Cuckoo for Cloco Puffs. Um, this was very exciting, and you know I we only. I, I think it would be nice if I left you with one last Girl Scout story How please that? do please do when i was in girl scouts i was kind of the rebel of the girl scout troop mm-hmm. aka i was an annoying child who didn't listen to anyone oh god and one fall we had a craft that was like we were going to stuff and sew some cute little fall stuffed pumpkins i love some it decor I didn't want to because I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with this stuffed pumpkin? So instead, I took the outside like fabric of what was supposed to be for the pumpkin and I sewed it into a hat and I made a beanie and I made a, a rap persona for myself named, Stop it. named Hickory Bob. <laughs> are you fucking joking me I'm, I'm, I'm so serious this 100% happened I was 11 years old I wrote Hickory Bob on the outside of the hat and I put it on my head and I was rapping and I was performing for my fellow Girl Scouts and they loved it so then everyone else wanted to make their own hat and persona and the activity devolved into a bunch of white children making hats and rapping and <laughs> was the teacher mad or the leader mad she was not that pleased <laughs> um, she was a little a little controlling she did not like me <laughs> i well she was very kind to me i wouldn't say that hickory bob it was hickory bob i don't know where that name came from you um, again get better and better with each layer. You're like an onion, and I never know what I'm going to get with each layer, and I love it. Hickory Bob. Hickory Bob. Your name is being changed in my phone. Do you understand? (laughs) And I went, Hickory Bob, Hickory Bob. What? Hickory Bob, Hickory Bob. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was 100. This is all... I was a very strange child. This is all 100% true. I feel for that Girl Scout leader because... I was probably very annoying, and she was very sweet and patient with me, uh, even though she did not like what was happening. This is the best thing I've ever heard. I'm so happy you left us with this. I thought you might enjoy that. Holy (laughs) shit. 
And You're incredible. Is, see, and if you guys listened until now, instead of turning it off when I said leave a review and we started doing the wrap up, then you got you rewarded got a gift. for your your loyalty. So you got a gift. There you go. Oh my god! Stick incredible. The end for great stories like that. <laughs> You're never well, topping it. <laughs> never. See you next week, guys. This is Hickory Holy. Bob signing off. <laughs>
were on a break. We were on a break. We were on a break. We really were on a break.